Yo, yo. What episode number is this? 39? Made in Shafford podcast episode 40. Mm-hmm. 40? 40, 40. 40. Can't believe we're here. Uh, special guest in the building. This is family, obviously, way back. Um, both grew up together in the same church, so I had to get him on. He's, he's doing big things. Uh, loved the YouTube channel. Um, so I was like, yo, have, have to make it happen. John, tell the people about yourself. Oh, thank you. For, it's a pleasure. I'm, I'm glad to be on here. Thank you for bringing me on, guys. So, I'm John. Um, my my t- tag name, if you, if you search me on YouTube or Insta, is John Omi. And I'm a YouTuber. I make videos about cars. I also post um, car content on my Instagram as well. And it's mm. mostly like anything from DIY or, or tips and how-to videos and things like that. So that's, that's what I'm about. Perfect. How did you get, I mean, you've always been quite into technology, even from when you were younger, because I remember. Yeah. But how did you get into cars? What point was it like, you know, this is a, what made it a passion? I think I was always into it. It's just like when I was younger, I, I wasn't able to actually, mm. like you, you can't just go and like drive, jump in and drive anyone's car without a license, stuff like that. So it was always <laughs> there. Yeah, but when mm. when I when I finally got a car for myself and I got old enough to drive was when everything changed. I was like, okay, I'm gonna make the most of this now. All of that PlayStation yeah, yeah. driving, it's time to put to action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I remember what when was I was your like, first car. That's such an important. What did you gonna say, Cole? I was gonna say on the PlayStation. Like I remember being a youth and thinking, yeah, I'm so sick at this driving game. I must be good in real life. Yeah, I need but, your speed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bit different, isn't it? You know, I think I took my PlayStation skills the real life, you know. <laughs> it must so have worked. helped a bit. Did you have that thing that you can have where you can actually drive it for real? Well, yeah, I say for yeah, real, yeah. but it's like as, as close yeah. to the real thing as possible. I, I had one of those. <laughs> I, was, I was using it in, in, my, in my room. I had some game on the computer that it would teach you how to drive. So I was practicing oh, that. that's perfect. And then, yeah, it actually helped when I did my, my real driving tests. So. I'm not surprised, decent. actually. That would definitely... I think, do you know what I learned really is that a lot yeah. of people who did well or like were able to pass first or second time had a fair bit of experience in the car before, if that makes sense. Mm. Or like they just, yeah. they, they had some knowledge of cars. Whereas, you know, I think for myself, I took it three times, but it was over a long period of time. And I just, I couldn't get it, you know. Mm. Um, I think if I'd had some experience, it would have helped just like anything in life. Yeah, what was your first car? Out. Uh, Vauxhall Corsa. I knew it. Yeah, yeah, Vauxhall Corsa. Every, that's almost everyone's first car, isn't it? Perfect start. It is, it is. Yeah. Some of us can't... Actually, you know what? Big props to Collins, man, because um, obviously he started off with a Beamer, but I just want to say well done to you, because obviously mm. oh, man's levelled up again. And John, <laughs> I know you've right got there. a Beamer as well. You're a massive yeah. fan. Oh, yeah. I'm all about the Beamers. What Beamer you I'm got? all about the Beamers. Yeah. Free series yeah, at the Ben's moment. Ben's a Bentley. Free series. Mm. Nice. Mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think for the for the time being, I'm all about the Venus. Hmm. Yeah. I agree. Well, why why BMW over the other German cars? I think it's the way they drive. So the the way BMW built, well, not so much anymore, but like his, historically, the way they build their cars is all about driver experience and driver focus. So going fast, like even when you look up the the specs and figures of how fast the BMW performs they understate their performance from how fast it actually goes in real life. So they're, they're really mm. focused on that instead of comfort and 
like even when it comes to practicality and stuff like that, it's all about the experience of driving the car. Mm. Got you. See, because yeah. I've always wondered, like, what's that? What's the difference between that and a Merc? You know, they're they're, put, mm. they're pretty much in the same ballpark, but for you, mm. what's that? The most noticeable difference? It's their engines and just the way they they feel behind the wheel. So, like with Mercs, mm. it's a lot more focused on comfort. So, yeah, sitting back, just relaxing, cruising down the road, beamers. As soon as you get in and you feel that steering wheel, you know this. You notice it's heavier. Everything is more geared towards it being sporty, even if it's not. It's like time a to go. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, Cole, have you been enjoying yours? It's been nice, man. It's I'll be been... honest. Which model you got? Uh, four series. It's it's Ooh. nice. It's 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 a it's a jump from the first in the from the one series. But when yeah. was this, bro? Like <laughs> when was this? <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, nah, you need to celebrate them Ws, man. Nah, no, I know. I just kept it low key. I don't know. I've had it for maybe like two, three weeks now. But okay. it's just, I guess, getting used to the size was probably the biggest thing because it was a from getting a hatchback to like a coupe. So it's hard to mm. judge the like. The width and the length of the car, but I'm slowly getting to grips with it. So, oh, yeah, it's been it's been it's been a blessing. Okay, so John, when people say for someone who hasn't been on your YouTube channel, what can they yeah. expect to see? Like, what sort of information are you going to be giving them? So, what I've been doing recently is just like how-to videos and also like um vlogs of what I've been fitting to the car now. So the different additions that I've gotten. So my, my last video was um, me fitting a sat-nav unit. So that was something I did last year, but I hadn't I've only just uploaded it now, actually in, installing a, a screen that runs Android and you can put in different apps like Apple CarPlay and stuff like that onto, onto the unit. Mm. So I go through the whole process of why I'm doing it and how you can do it as well, where you get all the parts and tools to do it from. So that's, that's been like the focus for now. I think I'm going to try and keep it in going in that direction. I mean, that's mm. the, the videos that people have been enjoying the most, the how-to ones, so I'll just keep it, yeah. keep it in that thing. I guess people just need that, like, guidance, really, isn't it? Or yeah. it's that thing, yeah, you'll be surprised what you can do if you just Google something or you YouTube it and it will help you fix it or it will lead you at least in the right direction to maybe make something that's broken, you know, just even get it to the point that, all right, it's broken but I can get it to the garage in this state sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So those videos are so necessary and they're all they're all over YouTube but I like the way you present yours because it's it's quite personal and it just seems oh, like you. you know someone who's a regular person who's like, you know, this is what you can do to enhance your car. Mm. And you actually take the steps to actually show someone. So someone could really do it on their own. Yeah, a lot a lot of the time there's there's ways that things aren't that difficult. But just mm -hmm. no one wants to, pe people don't want to put the information out there because everyone wants to make money off doing stuff themselves. Like if you're, if you're a business and you're fixing people's cars, you're not going to want to be telling people exactly how to do everything or how easy certain things might be because you want to make mm. your money. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice for people to know how to sort stuff out themselves. 100%. Because when yeah. you go to like, for like a service or MOT, you know what I mean? You can go in there and they might be like, oh yeah, there's something wrong with this, there's something wrong with that. And before you know it, your bill is like a joke. Nine, you know what I mean? 900 yeah. on the dot. Mm -hmm. Just you know to fix yeah. brake lights, X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Like for example, even like um, the brake lights on my, my parents, my mum, she has a ML, an old model, Mercedes. But pretty much to fix a brake light, they would have charged 400. That's my dad crazy. just went on YouTube, just went bap, bap, bap. 
It says, yeah, you've got to put your small <laughs> hand inside and then that's it, you're done. Mm. Nah. They'll cheat you if they can, man. Honestly, it's so mm. bad. And it's, and it's definitely more towards me. women as well because they know mm. they'll just pay it straight away. Whereas a man mm. will just be like, we'll try and reason with it. He'll be like, you know what? That can survive another two months. I hear that. Well, I yeah. don't even know. I, I think, yeah, they'll try it with women, but I just don't, I don't even know if it's, it's something that they should be doing because it's just, it's just not honest. Like, it's clearly not a nine or, or whatever the price is and they'll overcharge and it's clearly not that much. And then you'll speak, you'll get another, um, you'll get someone else to give you a price and theirs is totally different. So I, I just don't get it. I know that the dealers, they can rip people off just because that's how they need to make their money. So that's how they pay their staff yeah. and, and mm. like run the buildings and stuff like that. It's like the little things like an, an oil change, your oil might not be more than 30 pounds and they'll charge you 150 pounds just to drain out the old oil and put new oil in. Just little things like that. It's just ridiculous. No, it's, it's mad. But mm. yeah, I guess just so final question on uh, your topic. So... What is your favorite video that you've put out? Or what's the one you want people to check out the most that you're like really proud of? There's one video I did when I still had my Corsa on how to um, fix misfire. So that's when not all of the engine is running properly. So you've got like um, mm. some, some of the, the cylinders in the engine. Sometimes one thing can, can go wrong with one of them. So it's like mm. you're running at, um, 50 or 60 percent um, that kind of situation so i did a video mm. on how to take apart most of the top of your engine and fix that by yourself at home with basic tools without having to go to a mechanic that's mm. that's a video that's um, got the most views on my channel i think it's one that i put the most time into as well oh you love when that happens because sometimes yeah. you hear youtubers they'll be like Oh, it was a video I just put together quickly. I didn't think it would do well, and that's why I got 100k. Mm. And then the one that they didn't think would do it, the one that they actually put a lot of effort into, it doesn't perform as well. So it's nice to see yeah. that it's one that you also put effort in, but the effort clearly shows with how well you the effort, um the video is done as well. Oh, thank you. It's, it's so it's so true because I had a video before that that I didn't put any effort into on how to fix mm. a wheel. Like it was, I didn't even finish it properly. And it just shot to like 150k views, but there were more dislikes than likes because everyone was like, "Oh, why didn't you finish it properly? Why, why didn't you finish the the video properly?" And mm. I didn't really have an explanation, so I did a part two, but no one cared about part two. They just cared about part one that was <laughs> like a flop. So I took it down in the end. Oh, you hate to see it, but yeah. progression and you've learned it. So you, mm. you know next time that's not what you're gonna do or how you're gonna roll. Yeah, so I've I've learned the, the mistakes not to make. So. Perfect. Hey, can you man see me? Just want to double check because I, I can't see you, but I don't no, know. No, your phone's bugging. Yeah, your, your, your phone your keeps, keeps freezing. You might want to jump out oh. and jump back in. And then I, the next I, thing, you just turned into John, but it was like, oh, okay. Two Johns. <laughs> you know, I'm glad I checked. All right. So, wait, you're saying jump out and then jump back in? Yeah, or maybe try to use. 4G or Wi-Fi, whatever one that you're not using. switch to 4G as well. Will it end the meeting? Nah, I mean, it should be fine. I'm hosting. Okay, no problem. I'll jump out then. should be okay. But, yeah, John's is fine. Well, it was fine up until the last, like, two seconds. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Demi's was frozen for time. John. There you go. Yeah, we good. All right. Much better.
John, how do you, how, do, how do you learn your how do you learn your stuff? Like when you when you want to figure out yeah. something you don't know, like where do you actually go to learn shit? Well, YouTube. So mm. other people's channels most of the <laughs> yeah. time. I'll go on other people's that. channels, pick up stuff for, like on what they're doing on their cars, and then apply it to mine. Mm. But other than that, like a lot of the time, some some things that I do on the car, some of them come come like naturally just by taking it apart and trying to figure out how it works, and yeah. then in mm. the the deepest of cases when it's something really complicated there's so many forums out there on the internet of um, owners who have tried fixing things themselves and then they'll do like a step-by-step with pictures of how they do it in the process so Mm. i'll just read from there and then go and try it out i think like the the main thing for me is just not being scared to break my own car but once i got over that then i was just like i can do anything from now because if if something goes wrong there's always a way to fix it i hear that still yeah mad Yo, I respect that because I'd be terrified. I'm still terrified. <laughs> I'm not trying to touch that. Listen, nah, it's, it's to um, the garage, straight. Listen, listen, yeah. Take risk and prosper, bro. Hey, <laughs> this, that's what you got to do, man. It's not protect your neck, it's protect your car, because <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not the one. Have but, you had any um, like uh, horror stories like with your car? Like, because I have a couple still. Yeah, like, have you had any actually. where your car's like broke down on you and you thought, oh, mm. you know what? Not really. Like, the horror stories I've had have been with repair costs. Oh, man. So, before I started trying to do everything myself, there was um, mm. one guy I was going to, he was really good. Like, he was an ex ex BMW mechanic, but every single time I went to him, he would just leave me with a massive bill. <laughs> And then I realized in the end, this guy was trying to replace every single part of my car because he's yeah. like obsessive with everything being done I like see. to the yeah. manufacturer's standard, everything being done, original parts. Yeah. So every time I go, he'll be like, oh, you need to change this. That'll be 300 pounds. Oh, by the yeah, way, I noticed this and that's an extra 200 pounds. Yeah, that's, that's nah, the, don't need the that. worst experience. Heard that, man. That's mad. Hey, listen, you do not need... But it's, it's interesting because even I'd say... In my experience, like, just, I was on the motor where I was coming from somewhere and it sounded like something exploded. Um, and But it wasn't that bad and I got home and then it was in my course and basically it wouldn't go above like 50 miles per hour. Mm. So that's when I was like, yo, I need to, this is it. It's that's time. the end of our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit close to selling it anyway. I should have, mm. it's, it's a lesson because I'd be more responsible because I knew it was having issues. I should have just got mm. them fixed. But I was thinking, I'm going to sell it. But mm. I would have also made more money had I got those issues fixed mm. when I sold it. So it was it was a lesson, but that was crazy because I thought, oh man, I'm in the middle of nowhere, um, yeah. deep in Essex. I don't know if like if this car doesn't get me home, I don't know how I'm gonna get home. You know what I mean? Scary hours. Deep in the car from. Yeah, you have to, to look out for them. Yeah, for real. Hundred percent. I had a similar story to that as well. I finished one of my. Uh, accounting exams and I was gassed so I was driving back from uh, Romford and I pulled up to the M25 junction and I was in the mm. middle lane and the roundabout and my car literally just stopped in front of a, a light and it just like made a massive rusting noise and it just turned off Whoa. started panicking a guy came out luckily I put my hazard lights on this guy helped me coerce it to the side of the road and mm. eventually obviously I had to call my insurance and a breakdown team came to take the car but yeah, well, like, you, you couldn't even drive it back. It wouldn't turn back on. It wouldn't turn back on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, took it, took it to repairs, and it turned out the the chaining belt was broke or something like that. 
Yeah, that one. Um, yeah. That's that's that thing, fam. Yeah, I'm, I'm out, hearing I'm too many that. stories about BMWs <laughs> and that belt, fam. It was it was specific to that one series. Though. It was the old model, and I think yeah. a lot of those variations had the same issue. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, Do you know if they fix that problem now? Um, I mean, I got it fixed, but I had to sell it afterwards because the the amount of the amount it cost me damn near was more well half the the price of the car. So I was just like, nah. At this point, nah, I got I got to cut my losses. So nah, it's mad. It happens, man. Oh, no, nah, it does. That's Would you get mad. another car, Demi? Oh, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, mm. if I'd not moved out. Definitely, I would have. I would have got a nice one just to be like, you know what? Like, I think sometimes in life you get to a certain place and you think, you know, this is the this is something to do. A bit like what you've done. I think I would have got another car. Um, mm. You know, something a bit nicer than the Corsa. Uh, yeah, it's just interesting. Like when you're in a place in your life, like that's the car or that's the thing you should be doing. So I, I think it's just interesting that. Yeah, just to answer your question, yeah, I would have. Hmm. Well, sometimes you that, do you think that you that's guys we put? Do you think we put pressure on ourselves to have a certain type of car by certain ages? Oh, definitely. Yeah, there's I no way. So. If, like, yeah. Oh no, there's no way I'd got. I would have got another Corsa. You have to level up. I mean, you don't have to, mm. but you know, you'd feel that in yourself. Like same way you have. You know, I think both of everyone in this chat who. Uh, had a car has opted to get a better one in their next car mm. so it makes sense I think um, it, it all comes down to one thing yeah what do you really need a car for and mm. um, I think some people they get the car obviously some of it is their dream car they work towards that car fair enough but, but I think yeah. sometimes if we are pressured to go and get a car it's to impress other people um, and the one thing I've realized is that right now living on my ones here, I just think about how much things cost and I think to myself, and it's like, I really <laughs> think about it. It's like, mm, you know what? I could just settle down for a little thing, but mm. what I could I really say about that, that, yeah, but what I could say about that is that, you know what? Your dream is your dream, isn't it? No one could tell you mm. no. So you got to so. do, I mean, it, Whatever people people are always gonna hate whether or not so whether you want to get a dream yeah. car go and get that car so um, yeah I'm asking asking questioning John um, are we pressured to get it it depends what circle you're in but also it depends mm. on your dream but don't you think there's a, a certain element of you do need to necessarily level up it's not maybe even pressure but subconsciously it'd be something you'd think if you had it. Let's say we all start off with a Corsa. Um, you wouldn't think to get a Corsa again. I think kind of maybe it's also to do with uh, the so, actual the quality of the car. Because I guess, obviously, the, the primary yeah, focus of a car whole, is to yeah, get from yeah. A to B. But a to B. I think John will cars agree with me. A to B better. Yeah, John will agree with me the fact that a lot of the cars have leveled up as far as technology and mm-hmm. their, mm. how, they, how they run. So I guess from a practicality point of view, if you get a newer car, which is probably hopefully less likely to break down you might actually be doing better than getting a car that's say 10 years old just for it being cheap in the true. first place because of the yeah, cost of that yeah even simple things that i think if i had a car now i wouldn't want it to have an oh it's called like i'd want it to be 
Bluetooth compatible. You know, there's yeah, so many yeah, things yeah. cars can do now. Yeah. You know, I'm hearing cars can have Wi-Fi in there. Like, what? <laughs> These are driving spaceships. <laughs> For real. Spaceship coupe, man. Crazy. <laughs> Listen, that's not it. They weren't kidding when they said stars in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> stars in the rain. Yeah, but, I think it's uh, all about what, what makes sense cost-wise. Like, you can still get a really nice car, but if you're on a good good plan of, of paying for it or if you've got like servicing and well, things yeah. like that all, all of that makes a massive difference compared to buying something also just cut, cut your coat according yeah. to your size mm. what the, probably the best advice my dad's ever given me like mm. if it's not within your means don't force it if, yeah you know, certain people might try and get a plan which they they could pay off but it's it's kind of tight like i think at mm. the end of the day you have to do what's best for you as a person as well yeah, absolutely. Definitely. All right, so that was a great conversation. So just moving on to the next topic, J. Cole versus No Name, the beef I did not see coming. I want Collins to kick this one off because I know probably, I don't, I don't know, probably the biggest Cole fan in, in this conversation. Actually, I don't know, John, how do you feel about J. Cole? How do I feel? I'm, I'm, it's a neutral, it's a neutral feeling because... Like, mm. I like his I like his music, but I haven't been listening to him for a while. So I feel mm-hmm. like you can't say, oh, you, you're into someone's music when you haven't been supporting their work that much. But other than that, personality-wise and the, his stand on things, I'm, I'm, I approve of him. Yeah. yeah, facts. I think I'm in the same boat. So, Cole, let's hear your stance. I'm excited to hear this. Sure. Um, I'll give my stance and also just kind of break it down for the people who don't know. Mm. Um. So basically, yeah, beef between J. Cole and No Name. No Name is a young rapper from Chicago, I believe. She's a quite a good rapper. She's kind of been doing her thing for a while, but she's very active on Twitter. And she tweeted out a tweet saying, basically echoing the sentiment of a lot of people online saying that, oh, these rappers who discography talk about the black plight, you know, they're not tweeting anything. And obviously we've had a mm. conversation on there and, we have a collective idea of the fact that we don't necessarily want to see uh, people tweet because what is a tweet going to do? So mm. this tweet eventually got deleted and I'd say maybe three weeks later, J. Cole put out a track addressing it. Obviously, the tweet had no one's name on it, but mm. you could easily apply it to J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar. So it's, it was basically, you know, towards them, whether people want to admit that or not. So J. Cole Kemp comes out, replies with a, I didn't really like the song per se, but yeah. there's a song just addressing the, his stance on it, saying that he doesn't use social media like that. He's, you know, more active in real life and he's not really a fan of what she's trying to say. Um, so then there's the whole uproar online. People are really angry about it, people are upset. Um, but it's primarily because, you know, with everything going on, People believe that it's very tone deaf, which I agree because you know there's yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was very much on. read the room. Yeah, he he didn't read the room, and you know there's a lot of stuff going on with black women, even internally within our community. So it wasn't mm. good timing for sure. I definitely agree on that. Um, and then yeah, people went crazy about it, calling him a misogynist. I'm not sure where that came <laughs> from because <laughs> there's nothing misogynistic in the bars. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no name responded and said, you know, basically saying what I, we just said. You know, why are you? saying this when, you know, uh, Brianna Taylor's not, be, uh, her killers have not been persecuted, which is completely true. My problem is, 
just to sum it up, my problem from my point of view is number one, both sides look stupid because no names tweet was in my opinion silly because people don't need to protest on Twitter to be protest in real life. Mm. Like, that's not gonna make that much of a difference. You can do it by how you will. And J. Cole was silly for not reading the room. Mm. And ultimately, ultimately, this is the biggest problem with our movement is we we've made such good progress the past two weeks, three weeks, amazing progress, and now we're beefing within ourselves again. Yeah. Like we we've 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 missed a point and now it's men versus women again, misogyny and it's not what we need to be doing right now. We're we're causing divide within ourselves. So how are we ever going to unite as a front? Yeah. That's what I've taken De- from it. Define define misogyny, please, because I'm really confused. I think people are just uh, trigger. <laughs> people are trigger happy to cancel people right now. I'll I'll say that much. People are ready yeah, because everyone's really people. angry right now. Yeah. So I'm trying to cancel Joe Carr. I was like, come on, man. That's not. It's not happening. He didn't. All all that happened is he didn't read the room. I think if you're gonna make a song right now, it has to be like the song Little Baby put out recently. Like, hundred percent attacking the issue. You know, using your platform, using your voice in a positive way. Yeah, ain't nobody trying to see a, a beef right now. Like, exactly. I, I genuinely couldn't care less. Hundred percent. Yeah, now is the time to be positive. I just, for the life of me, it doesn't make sense why. J. Cole, who is someone I consider an intelligent person, thought now all time was the time to go at people. I, I actually, I agreed with what he said in the first half of the song. You know, like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, um, and I'm learning. I'm, I'm taking it all in. I'm sitting back. But there was no need to respond to No Name's tweet. Um, I, I think No Name's tweet was probably in response to you know just acting in a, on emotion at the time, like. Yo, people are dying, and these people, you know, who continually sing about the black plight, aren't saying anything at the moment. And she deleted it in the end, which tells you she probably regretted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these rappers ended up coming out anyway. Drake opened his purse. Uh, J. Cole was spotted at protests, as was Kendrick Lamar. So these men have done stuff. So I think J. Cole just didn't need to do that. Like, yeah. he didn't need to go at her. Yeah. And I think he yeah. would tell you that. As well, if you, I mean, I don't know him personally, but I feel like after having some time to reflect on it, it wasn't the right time for that song. And it might not ever be the right time for that song, really. I mean, yeah, especially right now, it's a, it's a very sensitive time, mm. and the people mm. he's going up against is, it's an automatic L. Like you're yeah. not, you're not winning that fight. And I feel <laughs> like J Cole is just he, he, I'm a, I'm a fan of him, but I think he doesn't pick the greatest beefs. Like I think he beefed mm. against Diggy Simmons not so long. Ago. <laughs> he's not. He's not so long. He's not great at beefing people. If I'm being completely honest with you. What? Um, <laughs> no, nah, come on. Hold that back. You have to explain the Diggy Simmons thing. I actually can't. Iman, you remember this one, don't you? It was. It was like a yeah. few years ago. I don't know what it was way about. Way back when he had the fade. It was sort of some dumb stuff, man. It was like, why are you beefing the young buck? Like, I don't. I don't understand. Oh, that's mad. Listen, Diggy Simmons is nice. Like he's got, he, I, I just don't understand that that beef. Does it make sense to me? They're not even in the same class. No, not at all. That's the one thing I don't understand. It's like, okay, you're beefing somebody. But anyway, anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, what I'm gonna say is this year. So the whole situation between J Cole and Twitter. The one thing I've seen. 
Yeah, let, let me just talk about the, the hidden agenda, Illuminati, X, Y, and Z, this, this, and that. Social media has way too much power. Way too much power, because if you really think about it, they've done good things, such as putting Mr. Robert in the bin and actually getting him inside prison. But then, right now, it seems like if you put something out on social media that is very much unacceptable, or someone deems it as unacceptable, then you're going to have a crowd of people who it's show uh, angry emotion towards you. Mm. Like, for example, the police officer that put the neck on um, George Floyd. Yes, what he did was very bad. Yes, he'd need to be put in prison. Um, but the way I'm seeing social media behave, it's like everyone's just ganging up on people. Now... You know, if you've listened to J. Cole's music, you know exactly who he is as an individual. Mm. And why he's not been tweeting for some time is because he just wants to be off of social media. Same thing with Kendrick mm. Lamar. They just want to be off of social media. They don't want to be on social media. Um, even like with the music that they produce as well. Like, for example, I even said Kendrick Lamar, Feel. That song is just it's, it's way too deep. It's so layered. But it talks about things that have happened in the past, and you can relate that song to today. Mm. Um, but more importantly, I feel like these guys are not on social media just because they just don't want to be there. And if they want to speak, they'll speak in due time. They don't don't rush them to speak. And I feel like a lot of people are very much emotional. They're acting on emotions rather than uh, strategizing and really thinking about how to actually go about certain things like i said mm. on the previous episode we need to attack this situation this oppression economically socially environmentally now you're going at j cole j cole will that. reply you know who j cole is he will reply in due time just wait on it but it's <laughs> the fact that he replied and it was like no we don't like it we want you to do something else we it's like listen you know what Best thing for J. Cole to do is just keep silent. Keep silent mm-hmm. for another eight months. Don't even release your album this year. Just release it in the next next, next eight months, sorry. Even Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar. Kendrick Lamar was about to drop an album this year. Mm-hmm. Apparently, sorry, it was this week. He just turned around and said, nah, forget it, man. Let me put it in the shelf. Yeah. Because of the situation, like, I, people are just talking. Like, they're not thinking. And I think that's the situation that's currently going at the moment. People are just talking out of context like why are you going to go at Kendrick Lamar when Kendrick Lamar has been very much for us he's been experiencing police brutality same thing with J. Cole I don't know how J. Cole may have experienced it but actually yeah he even made a song about it the neighbors think I'm selling dope he's he's experiencing white privilege and it's just like hold on a second I just bought the yard I'm a rapper but now you think I'm selling dope and it's like people are just not thinking that's all it is. Mm-hmm. People are just not thinking. They're just talking two pack of ass, to be honest. <laughs> they're, they're, talking, they're talking within the conversation and they're talking within the concept, but they're just talking worse. And that's how it is right now. Yeah, man, but so do, you think, really... do you not think that... I understand your sentiment and I agree with you, but do you not feel like the timing was poor? I don't think he should have released anything at all. Mm. My man should have just... Written, wrote his bars, said his bars, made the track and kept it in the in, in a shelf, and then released it for when it needed to be released. Like you know how mm. he did um, false prophets. He might have just released it then, where everything is now 
quieting down, but people are active in the progression of black lives. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People are just talking out of their mouth. Just... And it's funny. Like, to <laughs> me, it's a dark sense of humour, but it's funny to me, like, in that sense. But it's like, yeah, people really need to just think about what they're doing, man. For real. Yeah. I wonder... John, how do you if... feel about this? Yeah, I wonder if there was any kind of financial gain that came out of the situation of the whole the whole topic. The fact we're even talking about it now means more people would have been listening to the track. Like, I don't think J. Cole is the kind of person who would do that just for for clout or for people to, to go and listen to it. But that's that's been the outcome of the whole situation. Because mm-hmm. like I I think it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like he's he's a established rapper. He didn't need to respond to a tweet that wasn't even aimed directly at him because it just mm. said rappers like it's, there's lots of rappers j cole yeah. doesn't necessarily have to be the rapper that she was talking about so i feel right. there was just no need for it do you know what my biggest issue was is the fact and exactly what john said it just said rappers so now by responding it's that thing if the if the i weren't talking about you but fits. if the shoe fits boy it's on mm. you mm. now you're looking crazy now you're talking at the side of your neck, you know? Mm-hmm. I think we're all in agreement that there was no need to release a song. Or do you know what? There was, a, there was a need for someone as powerful as J. Cole to speak on BLM because we know how powerful his voice is. But now it's like you've tainted the song, um, which, yeah, I think we have to say it, it weren't that great anyway. And then you've gone at no name. For a tweet, she ended up deleting. So she clearly doesn't feel that way anymore. And the weeks, where the weeks have gone on, everything's changed. So her tweet isn't even at you. Like, you've gone out and protested. You've done your bit. So I don't see why he... He just didn't need to make the song. She didn't need to respond either, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, this beef is ass, man. <laughs> For real? <laughs> what <laughs> Listen, my biggest takeaway from today is the Diggy Simmons thing. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Why he, he even says though? in the track he even says in the track he's like listen maybe I've not even done enough yeah so yeah. if he says that in the track why are people angry like because he released the track yes there's financial gain he will turn around and take that financial gain and put it in black community or, I'm sure of that from what I know about Kendrick uh, sorry about J. Cole so I don't know why people are angry it's just like People want to be angry to be angry nowadays. I've yeah. learned that. It's an angry time. No way to think about it. It's an mm. angry time, so you can't really blame. I think people, people are just riding the wave. <laughs> right? I think people mm. are just riding the wave at the moment. And the thing is, it's like okay, that no name was probably think was speaking about was speaking to J Cole, and it was like rappers are just doing X, Y, and Z, this, this, and that, but they're not saying anything. Okay, then yeah. And like to him, that might have got under his skin. It's like okay, I need to reply to this, but I'm gonna tell her. This is a situation. You're a queen. I know what's going on. I'm aware. Mm. And I'm doing my bit. But maybe I'm not doing enough. That's what he said in the track, essentially. But, it, but even still, okay, so let's say from when we spoke about it the first time, I, I, met, I said, yo, some of these people that, you know, we love and care or we care about who make dope music, they ain't saying enough on it. I said that that first week. And if J. Cole came at me, I'd be like, yo, bro, that's... I've my my stance has changed. You can even go through the podcast and see I've changed. Like you you can see people, your stance in something can change. So for him to go out no name again just doesn't make any sense. 
And if you like, Kendrick didn't respond, so they, they, hey, there you have it. There, there you go. There you go, man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He didn't bat the bullet, so the that tells you what you need. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's an interesting situation. The, 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 the main thing that annoys me the most, like above all, is the fact that there again is division among, you know, the black community. Mm. Because it's just distracting our, us from the main problem. Oh, well, yeah. It's that so, thing. Them two are more powerful together than they are apart. 100%. Exactly. So, yeah. It's annoying. It's yeah. a shame. It is what it is. But on to the next topic. Um, so, Jamie Foxx has come out recently and confirmed he will be doing the Mike Tyson movie. He confirmed uh, that I'm... years ago, bro. <laughs> he confirmed that years ago. But it's the fact that. Like, um, sorry to cut you short. It's the fact that he mm. said, "Listen, we are now official," which is great. Well, either way, I'm excited to see it. But I just wanted to use this opportunity to give maybe one of the best entertainers his flowers. There's nothing I feel like Jamie Fox can't do. Pretty much, and there's no one close to him. You can grow a hairline. Have you seen his hairline change? <laughs> his hairline change has been amazing, man. Well, he went to Turkey. Fab. <laughs> he got the surgery to go. Man's hairline was here one week, and then the next thing he was here for it was like, rah. Sometimes, I listen, they just got to let it go. But um, I'm just really impressed with his career. I was just thinking about this the other day, and some of the films he's been in, you know, he played Ray, he's done comedy, he's, you know, put together great albums, he's musically sound. Um, there's very little he can't do. So I just think his career has been very interesting. And now this Mike Tyson film where he said he's more, more than ready to transform into Mike Tyson. I'm just really impressed with his career. Yeah, I think he could pull it off really well, actually. Like, he's got yeah. um, that kind of... Uh, tenacity in, his, in the way he acts and with Mike Tyson he's a very uh, just a colourful character so it'll be very nice to, to watch watch that you know but I'm looking forward to it a lot Honestly, I like that colourful one I like that that's the only word I can that's the only word I can think of because he's, he's he's gone for a roller coaster of, of a career do you know what I mean so mm. yeah but um, yeah, yeah surprise me I don't know if you've seen the the photos of him trying to do his body transformation for for the role, but the way these celebrities can bulk up or shred so fast mm, is crazy. crazy. I don't know what kind oh, of personal no. trainers uh, they no, have. No, they're on they're on um you they're think? on uh, steroids. Hundred percent. Get man. out of it. Get out of sound. No, it's no, 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 no. You, it's it's legit. You, I mean, if you take if you take it in proportions to assist you in whatever role, then yes, it can it can work. Mm. But some people just do it really, really wrong. For example, what's the guy's name? The one Christian that Bell. played uh, Limitless. Uh, and he plays what? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, yeah. And he was in um, what was what's that film? The one where he's a, a military shooter. American I think a shooter. American Sniper, yeah. So, for example, with him at that point, he bulked up. He just went and ate. Too much carbs, a lot of protein. Mm. So he at least has muscle, but you could definitely see the definition that he's he's not like fifteen percent body fat, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I've been recently looking into this, but somebody like um, somebody like Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox is he's a decent build, but to be like Mike Tyson, 
he'll he'll have to take his cycles and his roids for sure. Hey man, what's those um uh drugs that they accuse uh NBA players have taken? I can't remember the acronym for it. Do you know? It's a very common I haven't got a clue. But they, um, they, they say like it helps them to perform and stuff, but it's not necessarily steroids per se. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I think if, if they were taking those things, like, because they're, exactly, they're not exactly performing for anything. They're not exactly going for any sport. So where would the line be for them to take it? Do you know what I mean? No, would anyone really care? Um, in order so. to get this particular size, in order to get the particular size that they want, they will go for that. They'll go for the supplementary. I'm gonna find out what it's called. Because the thing is, I mean, you could you could do like a like everybody knows. I mean, as soon as you go to the gym, it's gonna take you a couple of years to be a massive size of big build. Oh, yeah. The reason why I know this stuff is because of Greg Doucette. He's on YouTube. Shouts to him, innit? But mm. um, yeah, he's been talking a lot about like how um, celebrities today and a lot of actual. This is on another topic, but. A lot of celebrities and also gym or uh, sports influencers, a lot mm. of them are on steroids. So what they're doing is just misleading you. And then they turn around and say they're natural. Um, for example, Arms Colleone. That guy, he's way too big to be natural. Oh, he's a machine. Exactly. So... Um, he, sp- he spoke about this and that's how I know it so like when it, when you really put two and two together you're like okay then if Jamie Foxx is going to be big as Mike Tyson then the only way he can actually physically do it is if he does take supplements and this guy is 50 years old so he can't be banging gym the same way us 25 year olds are doing and uh, become the size that we need to become as mm. a 50 year old as a 25 year old our recovery is super like, we could do six hours of sleep, go to the gym and come back, and then everything's calm, and we still build muscle. Mm. 50-year-old, they can't do that. So you will yeah. have to do that, yeah. Um, but as I said, I think I think what they're doing is they're just reshooting everything with Jamie mm. Foxx, because they did shoot it a long time ago, and I remember him speaking about the, uh, the intro for the Mike Tyson film. Yeah, on Hot 97, I'm going to say. Hot 97, yeah. And pretty much what they was what they were saying was like, it's it's amazing. So I think right now mm. they're just doing reshoot, a complete reshoot, and they're making sure. And even Mike Tyson right now, with his podcast, uh, with his influence as well, yeah, it's it's only right to do it now. Do you get me? Mm. Good time for it to come out. I guess yeah. another, I guess an interesting topic on the transformation and everything is that great actors who can really a become someone or lose and gain the weight necessary so some actors that come to mind immediately are tom hanks that boy been yo-yoing with the weight just to get ready for performances um christian bale obviously my mum was like i don't know how it works in america but like 160 pounds and then put on near on another 200 pounds to go play the batman in less than like three months like the fact that people can do that it has to be man now that you say it um there was I even watched a, like a video about that. Like, how does Christian Bale just yo-yo about? Mm. And they pretty much said that at this current moment in his life, he should just stop doing that. Yeah, he should, yeah, he should stop doing that because right now it's actually detrimental to his health. Because imagine you go from massively built, super skinny, then to super fat, 
then mm. back to skinny. It's like, it's really, you need to stop. So, well, Tom Hanks has diabetes because of it now. Oh, right. Yeah. Because yeah. they said he just yo-yoed too much in his acting career. So I don't think it's something he'd do anymore, if that makes sense. He, he can't do it anymore because it's just not healthy for him. Price. It is a big yeah. class. Just to give some... But he gave great performances. So I don't know if he'd consider it worth it. But health is wealth, man. Oh, thanks. But yeah, I mean, even I'm, even uh, Joaquin Phoenix as well. Like, when, when they go to Skinny, they just... Obviously, they cut most of the stuff yeah, that they eat to the point. It's like it's not necessary. Even, for, ex- for example, all of us now, we're not eating the same amount of food that we'll be eating if the gym was open. So <laughs> that for, for me for sure. Up. Yeah. Soon come fam. July fam. So, is that what they're saying? That's what I'm hearing. I mean I'm even today as I was walking that, around town, it was it wasn't packed, but people were outside. And this was the first time when we seen like, oh, this place is busy now. Yeah. Mm. Can't care no more, man. Nah, it's gone out the window for real. Even when yeah. it reopens, you think it's gonna be safe. What the gym? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Everyone I, touching I equipment and sweating. Exactly. Is it? And apparently, the gym is the worst place for it. Like, mm. I'll get a lot gloves, of people. Man. I'll I'll get them gloves. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess that's true. But it is. It's interesting, especially. It's interesting how desperate people are to go back to it. But I guess it's that structure we all want or normality. Yeah. That we're all so desperate for. <laughs> but we'll see. The home workouts just ain't the same. Mm-mm. Push-ups. I mean, I can do dips, but that's about it. Push-ups, dips, air squats. It's not motivating, man. Like the nah, and the clanging of the weights. You need. You, you know when you sound. push. When you push and then you put it back, like fam. Even just seeing other people that keeps you going as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just see, yeah, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. How was last night? Oh, I was brilliant, mate. Like, nah, that's done. Mm. <laughs> or even if you feel like giving up, like twenty minutes early, you don't want to be that guy who walks in for five minutes and goes, Nah, can't be done. Nah, I hear that. Okay, so last topic. Um, it just in- it's this one's just interested me because I watched uh, recently. The Blackish episode around Juneteenth. Um, so basically, if you don't know, it's the celebration of the end of slavery. And I was just thinking, is this something we should celebrate more or make a a bigger deal of? Um, I was actually quite interested to get Emmanuel's perspective. But John, I'll let you start. How do you feel about this? I think the the Black history in general isn't being taught or hasn't been taught the way it's meant to be. Like I know for mm. me. Um, growing up in in school here, like there's, mm. there was so much that I wasn't taught properly. Like I think the most that I got taught about Black history was one lesson that we had, where we watched Roots for like twenty minutes, and that was it. The lesson ended. We oh. finished the film. And that was they it. Love to never make brought us up watch again. Roots, man. Exactly, and and I feel like for for a lot of us, there's so many things that we don't understand, and mm. now is probably the time that we can start making a fuss about it and getting getting people to learn the things that we need to know that relates back to our history rather than just only British history. Not even, because the thing is, slavery is part of British history as well, but it's a part yeah. that's not taught. So we're being taught the history that people want us to know, not the full mm. story. Yeah, because so yeah, I'm a big important. fan of, you have to know where you came from in order to know where you're going. 
And mm. I think if they start, because you look at how they teach history in school, it's 1066, uh, Henry VIII did some stuff, glance all over slavery, uh, and, then world, and then the world wars. And mm. if they do teach you about um, black, uh, black history, it's civil rights. And then they make it look like it was ages ago. But when we do mm. it, when MLK was getting busy, our parents were either just born or alive. Yeah. So it it wasn't that long ago. It's even the simple tricks that they've done to make MLK's pictures in black and white. Like, that's shocking. 100%. Fam, as, as far as I can remember, yeah, after I left, after I left college, like, and then YouTube, I just started looking at YouTube and stuff like that, X, Y, and Z. Mm. Just before that time, all I knew is that black people existed. Like, we just existed. Like, oh, we were in Africa, and we were just in tribes. And then, boop, they came and took us, and that's it. Like, that's all I knew about African people. Mm. So, um, in terms of, as John said, yes, we need to... The celebration of Juneteenth, it does need to be spoken about in schools. Because we don't know anything. Like we, we don't know anything. I mean, as far as I know about India, they had spices. That's it. They had spices. I didn't I didn't know about the uh the relationship between the Queen and one Indian uh gentleman. I've forgotten the name. Mana Abdul, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 Abdul. Like that information was just left out. Um but as far as I knew, we just existed. And, and the worst thing is, like, I didn't even know there was slavery in, like, um, in other nations as well. As far as I knew, I just knew there was the British Empire and the Spanish. I didn't know anything about the Portuguese. Oh, yeah. Portuguese um, was the first, wasn't it? They're the ones who actually kicked it all off in Europe, even. Yeah. And, and what's even worse is uh, the, uh, the, the Netherlands. Oh, yeah. Worst one out of all of them. Creating all the Worst boats. One out of all of them. Uh, the Arabian slave trade. Um, yeah, and f- and the funny thing about the late, uh, Arabian slave trade is that it's still going on today in in a covert way. Like even right now, the things about the things I'm hearing about Libya, the things I'm hearing about in Li- Yemen as well. Like collectively, these things are actually still going on today. It's just mm. everyone keeps it hush hush. But now instead of calling it slavery, they call it human trafficking. Mm. And it's like, you know, it's it's bad, especially because we don't know where who we are, where we came from. We just know we existed. Do you get mm. what I'm saying? So even like me as a child, I'm thinking, okay, everyone's white and I'm black. And it's like, okay, so, okay, I see a couple of black friends. Okay, where did we come from? I comes from Jamaica. He comes from Congo. But that's it, like... What's the story? And then all I know is that, yeah. oh, the British Empire, this, this, and that. Back then, back then, back then. But for us, it's like, we just existed. Mm. So, you know yeah, it's, it's pretty... Uh, it's sad, man, it's sad. Do you think it's parents that need to be taking the responsibilities of teaching all this stuff to their children? Like us. I do. Not even just black parents, but parents in general, like... I do because even like my account, my accounting teacher, um, I've forgotten his name. I do. No, 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 it's just not. 
Anyway, yeah, it was got a name. He was talking to me about um, the Bantu people. I was like, oh, okay. I, I, I didn't know about that, Bantu people. He was talking about um, the, uh, what do you call this? The, the, the independence, the independence of many nations. Uh, he was talking about mm. my, my uh, the founder of our nation, Tanzania, Julius Nyerere. He was talking about those guys. And it was like, oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't really know about this. And it's like, yeah, man, you should know. You should go out, research about it. And you should know about the slave trade as well. You should know about the slave trade. You should really look into it. And you should see how the people, uh, who, who are the leaders, who actually came out of it, you know, um, really look into it. Look into Haiti as well. You know, certain things like that. It's just, it's amazing to really research and then find out who we really are. Yeah. So, uh, back to the point of um, your question. Yes, we should. I mean, as all of us in this generation, we should teach our children. We should very much, it's our duty to teach our children. Because if we don't, then our culture is lost. Do you know what I'm saying? No one else will teach them. Yeah. And at least they can take pride into it as well. Mm. You can't, you can't, um, if they know the truth, no one else can tell them, you know, they can't be manipulated, which I think is so important. And that's the issue I think that's been had for so long. You know, we just, we just accepted that, that this is what it was. This is how it is. But that's not the case. Knowledge is power. You know, if I know how I came to be, I know how I can be, I can better myself. So many things that I've found out in this short space of time where you know the movement's been really powerful it's just like wow that's you know that's, that's actually how we've come about or that's some of the great things we've done and taking pride in the fact that you know there's some there's so much good we've done and even to the point that it came out the other day that will smith wanted to do a, a slave movie and people were like no nah, i'm kind of done with seeing all of that like there's mm. there's great african-american history there's great black history that needs to be celebrated as well I think yeah, yeah. if because if they're gonna do if they want to make Juneteenth you know more it, it teach that we gotta at least teach the whole scope of things man we gotta teach Black history in general I don't want it just to be mm. a focus just on slavery because that's only one part of our our history we should do the whole lot do you know what I mean and we've been around from millions thousands millions thousands of years so to just focus on a four hundred year period or isn't what I think we should do. I think there's so many great things we've done um, and will do. Even things like, oh, what's that film? It's, it's got Taraji P. Henson in it, but it's a great watch. Um, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures, yeah. And like, I didn't know that, you know. If they hide history from you, it only makes them more powerful. Mm. Like that, Hidden Figures is such a good film and it highlights, you know, these incredible black women who, you know, did amazing things and helped send man to the moon. Would you like to see? Would you like to see a film about um, Black Beethoven? Hey, listen! But <laughs> <laughs> when I found that, I was like, "What?" When the clubs open, that's all I want to hear. Beethoven on the beat, so it's not nice. Beethoven's is his great 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 grandson, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow, it's lit, fam. And then also no, like um, back back onto like the the films and stuff like that. Um, 
I remember speaking to actually we should get her on um Jasmine. I remember Jasmine. Um I was speaking to her on the train and I was talking to, like she's like a TV creator, something like something to do with mm. TV and creative space. But pretty much I told her like, yo, you need to do like something about the uh, Japanese um black samurai, um the suki, yeah. And she was like, Oh, okay, that sounds interesting. And then now what's his name? Chadwick Boseman is he's, he's gonna be doing the uh the biography for is it, is it bi- no the biopic for the actual mm. individual of that time so it's really interesting i think we do need to see some heroes um but i think what would be great especially for this time as well is um uh the uh should i say kush i think it was kush yeah um the queen of kush at the time her name was uh amani Mm. And um, she had one eye. She defeated the uh, Roman Empire uh, from Egypt, you know, with one eye. But she was a great archer. I mean, stories like that are just... Yeah, and, and, the, and the thing is, they can't tell us that we won't see these films because when you make a film good enough about us, we go see it. You look at... we Black Panther made a billion dollars. Like we went out, um, and we, we went and saw that three times because of who we are. We just wanted to see mm. something like that. We wanted and to see that, like, movie. like back in the day, I'll, I'll be looking at Wolverine, thinking, yeah, yeah, I, I would have to do my hair like Wolverine. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would have to relax it and then gel it up just to look like Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, I'd hate <laughs> to see that. How do I do that now? But back in the day, that's what I would have wanted to do. But the fact yeah. that I can now, well, of course, I'm too old for that. I don't want to be dressed up in a suit and then mm. just be like that all the time. But the fact <laughs> that I could, my child will get to be that, like just but, to see the film and just be like, see, I, need a I want to be the Black Panther. I want to be Miles Morales. I want to be Spider-Man. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to be That's Falcon. so powerful. Yeah. You know? I, I so, hear that, man. It's just, it's, you want an opportunity to see yourself in someone. I mean, even... Exactly, in true yeah. story, great true stories, you want an opportunity to see yourself or see that you know what this is someone that I could be like or strive to be like if I tried. I know. You know? I, there's so many great people that it could be. It doesn't. I don't think we should get stuck on just slavery. I think that's an important point as well. Yeah. Facts. Well, I think that about rounds it up. Um, great episode, lads. Um, John, we have to say thank you for coming on, man. Much appreciated. I know you've got a busy day, so uh, it's all love. Um, Tell the people where they can find you online. Uh, Instagram is John underscore OMI, so John Omi. And YouTube, Mm -hmm. if you just search John Omi, John OMI, you'll find my channel there as well. Um, I'm not that active on Twitter, so yes, there's two channels. (laughs) Perfect. We appreciate you, man. We appreciate you great episode and thank you for all the advice on everything car related appreciate you man thanks bro thank Thank you you very much man appreciate it